Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're continuing to learn Mesechtas Psachim, Perik, Bez, Mishnah, Dalit, and Mishnah Hay. A person indulges themselves and they consume truma, which is chametzrim, which belongs to the Kohen, and only a Kohen can eat it. And if a non-Kohen eats a Peshogeg, unintentionally, inadvertently, normally they have to pay back for what they ate and add on a fifth. However, if they do it, if they eat the chametz truma on Pesach and it's inadvertently, Mishalim Karim Vachomish, so then they have to pay back the principal plus one fifth. Now the question is, what, well, what's the principal for chametz on Pesach? It's Aster no, it's, it's worthless. You can't get any benefit from it. And the answer is that when one eats chametz, excuse me, when one eats truma inadvertently, you don't pay back what it actually cost as, as in its market value, but you pay back the amount of what you ate. So you pay back a bushel full of, if you eat uh, truma grapes, you pay back a, a bushel full of truma grapes. Again, not its value, but it's but how much you ate, the amount you ate. And therefore, you can pay back whatever the uh, amount of chametz you consumed uh, and add on a fifth. But amazing, but if you ate, if the person ate the truma intentionally and they they purposely ate it, so then you do not have to pay back the um, the value of the principal, and certainly that if you're not paying the principal, you don't add on a fifth. And the answer for that is as follows: that when it comes to to paying back for truma that one consumes intentionally, so then in that sense you have to pay back the value. You're not replacing it, but rather you're paying back the value. Well, what's the value of chametz on Pesach? Zero, nothing, nada. Therefore, you don't have to pay anything back. Utme eats him. Similarly, if a person, um, a person who uses firewood, if you uses trum, which is tummy, trum becomes tummy, so you can use it as firewood. Person uses that on on uh, Pesach. Then as well, you don't have to pay anything back because again, there's no there's no there's no benefit. Excuse me, there's benefit. But there's no there's no there's no value to it because it was done intentionally. So it's interesting that there's a, a split when it's done inadvertently. So you pay back the amount, and then you can pay back the amount even if it's chametz and Pesach. But if it's done intentionally, you're paying back for the value, and since there's no value, therefore you're not paying anything back. Okay, Mishnah hey, is a very important Mishnah because it deals with the laws of what matzah can one eat on Seder night with, uh, and be, fulfill their obligation. These are the species that a person can fulfill his obligation with on Pesach if he turns them into matzah. Chitim is wheat. Pesora is barley. Ksum is spelt. Sheif and rye. shoal. And oats. Although there's a little controversy if that means oats, but for, we're going to assume it's oats. Now, it's very interesting that the thing we're most afraid of on Pesach is chametz. But the only way in which one can fulfill their obligation of matzah on Pesach is with something that has the potential to become chametz. Rice, which has no potential to become chametz, one also cannot fulfill their obligation with uh, for uh, matzah with. So that's just an interesting hashkafic point, which we're not going to get into. Now, it's important that you make your matzah out of something that not only is it does it has the chance to become chametz, or if the potential to become chametz, but also something that is ed- edible halachically. Yotzim b'demai. A person can fulfill their obligation with matzah that's made from demai. Demai is produce that you buy from someone who, who uh, you're, it's, un, it's unclear if they remove the appropriate tithes. And we say, therefore, that if one were to buy from them in the all-perfect per, per, uh, all case, they should retake whatever there is a question about if it had been taken in the first place. However, because a poor person does not need to do so, we don't encumber the poor person to take off additional tithes when it's only a suffix, it's only doubt. Therefore, it is edible to some people. So, um, 
a person can fulfill his obligation with matzah demai. Umas rishon not the truma, so with matzah rishon, where the truma has been separated and that could be eaten by anyone. Matzah sheni hektish and niftu. You have matzah sheni and hektish. It's consecrated food that you redeemed. Now it comes back to being regular, normal, uh, ordinary chulin. Although it has some, there are ways we treat it with certain uh, matter reverence because it did once upon a time have a certain sanctity. But again, now it's edible and can be consumed by anyone. Guan bechal truma and a kohen can fulfill their obligation using chametz. That's chala. Or truma, meaning no one, uh, non-Kohanim can't because they can't eat it. But a Kohen's allowed to, so then they can make their matzah from these uh, species, from these uh, categories. Avalobah tevel, no one can fulfill the obligation with matzah of tevel because, again, it's prohibited. Or if you haven't separated the truma yet. And neither with matzah sheni or hektish, consecrated stuff that has not been redeemed. We're talking about it's outside of Shalim because if in your Shalim you can eat the matzah sheni. Now, Chalas toda. When one brought the toda offering, we actually discussed this earlier on. You brought many loaves, but you also brought matzah, as in and loaves did not did not become chametz. For kikin nazir and the matzah wafers that the nazir brings as part of his offerings, osin laatzmo, one who made them for himself, um, and then they changed their mind and want to use them for matzah and said, ain A person does not fulfill their obligation with them, and the reason for that is because he may not be careful to protect them from becoming chametz. Meaning to say as follows. He may not be so careful with them. Alternatively, because maybe they're not made lishma. Oh, shuk. A person makes these things to sell in the shuk. A person basically says, "What I want to do is as follows: I intend. I have a bakery, and I'm going to make matzos, which are which any one who needs to uh, bring a toto offering or a nazir needs to bring. They can come to my shop and just pick up these special matzos for the nazir or for the toto. So, again, I'm commercially manufacturing carbonos." Then, if a person comes and says, actually, I want to buy it for my matzah, he goes to fill his obligation. The reason for that is because when a person bakes the matzos to sell commercially for the Todor Nazir, he also presumably intends and knows that someone else might come in and want to purchase them for the sake of a Pesach, and therefore he's going to be careful about them as well. I wish you all a wonderful day.